For MeatPoultry.com, I'm Ryan McCarthy, Digital Media Associate Editor. Jeff King started his jerky brand with some curiosity about the product and a few internet recipes to spark his interest. Now the golf caddy has turned his garage side project of King Made Jerky into a full-time endeavor that recently received a partnership with the largest golf tour in the world, the PGA Tour. In this episode, King discusses his beginning concept of jerky that was formulated at his Texas home and the proper meats he uses to make the product now. He also describes how working as a caddy helped him develop the desired results in jerky for golfers and other customers. So first of all, I wanted to start with Jeff. Tell me a little bit about what sparked you to start King Made Jerky along with what you were doing with uh, caddying uh, at the time, too. Yeah, there wasn't, initially it wasn't really an intention to start anything uh, called King Made Jerky or any other other kind of brand. We I was just uh, caddying and needed something uh, something other than what the gas stations was providing at the time. You know, the, the hard uh, kind of break your jaw, beef jerky that was loaded with salt and, and things of that stuff nature. So uh, basically I just uh, went home and I started messing around in my kitchen with a dehydrator and Googled the recipe. I took it out on tour with me just to have it so I didn't have to worry about uh, trying to find something in a gas station. And a couple of the guys got their hands on it, and they gave it some pretty high praise, you know, saying things like, uh, it's the best jerky they've ever had. And, and uh, initially, they thought I was making it for years and years, and really it was only, you know, two to three weeks. I was just trial and error. and made a few batches that were uh, pretty unedible, and, and uh, went from there and kind of added some stuff, took out some stuff, and made something finally at the end of the day that was uh, worthy of going in the, in the golf bag that they take on the road with me, so... Uh, Scott Brown, who now plays on the tour, came up to me one day on, on the driving range at, at a tournament in Miami. And he was like, hey, man, he goes, if uh, you want to make some of the stuff I have, you know, if you want people to uh, buy it off you, I, I can get some people to buy it. And I, I kind of started giggling. And and uh, sure enough, he came up the next day and said, I got four people that said they'll buy your jerky out if, if you want, because the, the word was kind of spreading that, you know, they were all digging in the bag and stealing a piece here and there. And so sure enough, I went home. I made some stuff, I brought it out, they bought it, after I was selling it at, at the time by the pounds, because it was the easiest way to package it, Ziploc bags, and they were paying me $40 a pound for it, and uh, long story short, the, the word spread and spread and spread, and everybody kept telling me, get into stores, and all this good stuff, and I just had, happened to run into an old friend that was in foods uh, his whole life, so we took that, and uh, got a branding company, put a package together, put up some, some cash, and that's what we now call King Made Jerky, you know, and it's been supported by the PGA Tour players since day one, you know, it's kind of their idea, more than mine, because they thought it was so good, you know, everybody from Graham McDowell, Davis Love, Billy Horschel, Ricky Fowler, I mean, they were all, they were into it, and I, till this day, I've never asked anybody to eat this jerky, it's just been kind of a demand thing, you know, they they all told each other about it, and they all started asking me to make it, and it just started getting crazy in the kitchen. I ended up, at the end of the day before it was made commercially, uh, I ended up with five dehydrators in my kitchen, so it kind of turned into a full-time jerky factory at the house, and we kind of got that taken care of. Sure. A, a co-packer up in Nebraska. 
tell me a little bit, uh, when did you start making the jerky specifically? About what year was it? And uh, who were you working for at the time when that was, when that started? Uh, what what middle player? Of, yeah, middle of 2000, 2012, about the middle, uh, toward the end of the year, actually. I was scouting for Luke List. I remember I had a, a few weeks off in the schedule. So that was it, and then we went back out there in uh, 2013. Actually, that was 2011. We went back out there in 2012, and that's when all the, the madness hit. It started spreading. Uh, throughout throughout the web.com, and then I went up to the PGA Tour with Vaughn Taylor, and uh, it didn't take long at all. It was a couple months, and everybody everybody was texting, calling, asking asking for beef jerky. So, and then we launched launched the official brand of King Mate Jerky in October of 2013. Um, Jeff, give me a little bit of background on how you guys, uh, what kind of meat you guys are using for the jerky, and take me kind of through the process, it sounds like you went from, you know, working out of the garage now to a, a pretty full operation now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was in the, actually in the kitchen. I, was, I didn't, uh, the, the flank steak I, I was purchasing back then, I was getting from an Asian market down, uh, down the street from our house, about 10, 15 minutes away. We, we had, uh, we had been shopping there quite a while for many years and, we looked, and that was kind of the lowest price. And what I looked for was, uh, it, it's weird because the, the opposite with flank steak, people use it to grill, and, and they use that uh, gristle, and the, and the fat is good for grilling. You know, it keeps that keeps that steak, steak a little bit more tender. But in jerky, you don't want all that fat. So uh, it, it worked out good that I found some a, a supplier that was working with this Asian market and they actually pre-trimmed it for me uh, to take home to make jerky with so I just kind of call and put an order in to them and gave them about a, you know three three to five days time and I'll go pick it up and I was yeah, I was going anywhere from 100 to 250 pounds of raw meat at, every time I called them so um, the flake steak choice I, I, try, I did try the, the traditional round steaks that the majority of people use or the majority of brands rather and it, it just didn't matter what I did to it. It, it was always super tough, and I, I knew the only way to kind of soften that that chew is to add a bunch of stuff to it. And I, I wasn't, I didn't want to do that. You know, that was the reason that I started making it to begin with was to have something that was on the healthier side, of, of the low sodium and the low sugar and all all that good stuff. That was kind of unintentional. It was just a trial and error thing, but uh, it worked out that. That uh, we we did figure out that you, if you do use a quality cut of meat, then you, you don't have to do a whole lot to it. You know, the, the quality speaks for itself, and uh, you know it, it, it's a little bit higher in price, but the quality is so much better, we believe, than you know a lot of the brands out there. Um, tell me a little bit about. I mean, you've got expertise on this, but why is this snack so good for a, a golf snack compared to some other things? You know whether it's, you know, a granola bar, banana, you know, other things like that I know that guys will use on the on the tour, but why is it, why is this one stack up there with them? Pretty simple. I think, I mean, if, if you were to see a table on the first or 10th tee at a, at a tour event, I mean, it's things that are just loaded with sugar, loaded with, it's just not, these are the best athletes in the world in the profession, right? I mean, this is the top 125 players in, in, in the entire world that play the game. You know, so, the work part of it is what they do. They every day they're they're doing things to 
be at the best at the top top of the game, you know, the, the highest level, and compete against the people and at you know at the highest level. So they take care of their bodies 24/7, you know. And then you show up to a golf tournament, and there's a whole table full of sugar and salt. That's not what they put in their body off the golf course. They're surely not going to do it while they're competing. So that was the response initially. It was like this: this is exactly what you need. You know, it's it's, it's a quick snack. You're getting your protein. It keeps everything kind of zeroed out, both mentally and physically. You're not you're not getting too high off the sugar and coming down off off the rush. You know, you're not you do need a little bit of salt out there when you're sweating. So the low sodium, they can get their salt through. You know, they have their own sport drinks. You know, everybody does a different thing, but the common denominator is you have to have energy out there to perform at at your your best and at the head. Hey Jeff, I was curious why. Uh the three flavors that you picked were classic buffalo and sweet chili pepper. What, with with all your testing, everything like that, why was that something that really uh, people enjoyed more than anything? Yeah, it, to be honest with you, when I was making it in the kitchen, they they all had their own ideas of their flavors they wanted. I, at one point, I was probably making close to a dozen different ones, just because everybody would say, "Hey, you know, could you make?" a ghost pepper one, could you make a whatever one, you, whatever, it, you know, there's just idea after idea, so I'd run home and, you know, throw the stuff in the bowl and they would come, I would bring it out and, and to be honest, they critiqued everything I did, they ate it and they, they would tell me straight up, it's, you know, this is great or, you know, this one needs more of this, this one needs more of this, or, you know, it was flat out, it wasn't good, we had that go on a couple times too, but uh, the three, the buffalo flavor was actually created by the players themselves. So I was I was a big chicken wing fan growing up my whole life, and I cooked wings, and I had several different recipes of, of sauces for them, obviously. But Juan Taylor just said to me one time, why don't you try that buffalo sauce with some jerky? And, and I did. Brought it out, and the guys were just raving. They were going crazy. They thought it was the best thing they ever had in their life. And another guy said, you know, if you made this a little bit sweeter, and I did. And, and that's right now till this day, they, they can't. They can't speak highly enough of that of the buffalo flavor. The classic was the original, just uh, the, the testing one that I, I started with. And I was just kind of looking for, you know, kind of a little bit of a smoky profile, you know, flavor profile for that, and that's what came out of that. The sweet chili was a, a fan favorite on the PGA Tour as well. Um, we figured we needed something with a little bit of kick in there, you know, for the spicy people. Myself being from Texas, everybody. Uh, Demand spicy, you know, with that right? Not, alone, not just beef jerky, but those. That, in, in, in a nutshell, that's how the three flavors that we currently have. Uh, it, it was they were developed by the players themselves, other than the original one that I brought out, the classic. Uh, Jeff, can you tell me how your caddy skills have helped you throughout the jerky business? Has there been any correlation over these last few years that you've seen where? something that you you were doing on tour has helped you, you know, navigate everything in the jerky business too? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I think being a caddy, you have to have a certain level of confidence in yourself out there, you know, because you're getting asked a lot of questions and you have to be you know, kind of strong with your answers and, and believe that the answers you're giving are, you know, correct for that team. So I think that carried over into jerky when, when I didn't see something that looked correct or sounded correct. You know, it's, it, that's, as a caddy, that's your job, you know, to, to 
say what you believe is right. You know, you don't just say yes all the time. You know, things end up spiraling downwards pretty quick if, if you're just out there shaking your head. So uh, when it came to beef jerky, I think, you know, and, and, and again, you know, this is my first time doing something like this. I was, I was wrong many times, you know, but that's how you learn. And, you know, you take in uh, – Taking the lesson that you learn and you make everything better from the product to the culture to the business to the outlook, you know, to in, in everybody's eyes. So I think we've done a great job with it over the years, and Tom's done a, an awesome job with the PGA Tour and, and Headman and things, you know, so far in this short time. We've been pretty slammed with stuff since the, the announcement a couple of weeks ago, but uh, it's going to be a fun ride. We're looking forward to it. Thanks again to founder Jeff King for his insight into King Made Jerky. Make sure to check out the latest stories in the print edition of Meat Poultry and online at meatpoultry.com. Also make sure to follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all by searching at Meat Poultry. All right, that's it for this time, folks. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.